Hi, Mountain. Hi, Joni. Hi, listeners. Happy Monday of the fifth week of Lent. Was I supposed <laughs> to say something? <laughs> yeah, you know, usually with a podcast, like I say something, and then you say something, and then I say oh, something, and okay. you say something. Yeah, happy Monday, fifth of Lent. <laughs> do, do we want to start over? No. No. Okay, so we are in Trastevere today at the Station Church of, when in America, we'd say St. Chrysogonus. San Chrysogono. Yeah, so we were in Trastevere a couple weeks ago. We went to Santa Maria in Trastevere. We went to Santa Cecilia. This church is kind of in between those two. So it's on the main drag. The main, of. yeah, the, there's a main street that kind of drives, kind of separates both sides of Trastevere. This church is on that road. It's also near the church where St. Bartholomew is buried by the river. So this one gets a lot of like motor traffic going by. There's a tram, there's a bus, there's cars. There's a good cafe nearby. There's a good place for Soupli nearby. A place just called Soupli. We haven't talked about food in a while. It is we a good haven't, place. but no. Soupli's good. Lots of different kinds of Soupli. Yeah. That's the fried rice ball with stuff inside. Like sometimes it's tomato sauce. Sometimes there's like carbonara version. There's a cacio pepe version. It's good. So good. Yeah. And so you can get it at the little pizza places where you might just get like takeaway pizza for lunch. And so if you're, you know, a little peaked in the middle of the afternoon and eat a little snack, you just go and get a little Soupli. Yeah. And this, did, did we go to the Soupli place? To, to, we did. Yeah. yeah. And so they also, in addition to Soupli, they have pizza by the slice. But there's this one pizza they're kind of famous for. It's a red sauce, no cheese, but it's a spicy red sauce. So it's kind of Ooh, like nice. having a rabiata on bread. It's hmm. good stuff. I got some uh, when I was in there for the last station church. I went by there, Soupli and pizza. Nice. Then nice. I went and sat on the, the steps of the church where St. Francis lived when he was here. Which is another neat church. Yeah, but it's not a station church, so we're not going to tell you about it No, today. We talked about it in the Trastevere episode, but that's okay. Oh, yeah, that was a long time um, ago. Yeah. yeah, so that's this church, San Crisogono. Um, that's beautiful not this church. church. Francis no, Church isn't this no, church. No, 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 I mean like... <laughs> right. We're, we're just leading up to tell you about this other church yeah, yeah, that's yeah. on the okay. main drag. Yeah. So, yeah, San Crisogono. So that's that. Now we're at San Crisogono. Yes. Yes. So this is again... This is a messy episode. This is, again, one of the very first 25 parishes in Rome. Yes, so. it was a titulus. It, he was a Roman soldier, and so it's a, it dates back to that early, early, early days of the church where we were having house churches, and he was actually, we talked about him re a couple episodes ago because he was the catechumen, the spiritual father, not the catechumen, he was the catechist and the spiritual father, spiritual director of St. Anastasia. Anastasia. I'm American, so I'm <laughs> going to say Anastasia. Yes. So he was her spiritual director. He lived here. This is built over his home. It's a fourth century church. Originally, it's been rebuilt. I think most recently, 17th century. Um, but we actually went into the crypt together and got to see yes. that early house church. We talk about crypts a lot, how you Huge. can go down into the crypt. And I guess I knew they had a crypt because all the churches have crypts, but I didn't know about it. And so we were with a friend of mine, Rome Wise. We talked about her the other day. <laughs> we did. Um, and she was like, yeah, we just need to go talk to the sacristan and he'll let us down. 
into the crypts. And we're like, all right. And so we went into the sacristy. So sometimes the crypts are not, it's not like you're looking for a big sign that says crypt this way and there's a sliding glass door or something. You have to be brave and go seek the crypt. And so we actually had to go into the sacristy, which most people wouldn't even go into a sacristy. They would feel like they're not supposed to be back there. And then he opened this door. It was like, it looked like a closet door or something. Yeah. It's like a- he had to move like a shelf to get to it. And then he turned on a light and you got on a couple steps and then you turn and then there's a lot of steps going down. And then all of a sudden you're under the church, under this busy street that we were just talking about. And it was just massive. There were there were tombs, there were frescoes, there were rooms, and just hidden down there. And we're just on our own. I mean, we had Rome. It was great to have, actually have a guide to kind of point certain things out. But it's not like we needed her to be down there. The, the sacristan would have let us go down there and then just let us kind of roam around. And I think that's, it's kind of bizarre how you can just roam around these ancient Roman crypts by yourself and kind of explore and discover things. And we opened, you know, we found a skull just like laying in a tomb. Yeah, bones. Yeah, they're not, I mean, maybe he's watching us on a security camera, but there's frescoes down there that are thousand years old. Yeah. And like you said, bones. And it's not like they're in behind glass or something. They're just there. Yeah. Like you're just kind of exploring. You could reach down and pick up a a bone and chase somebody with it. It's not like there's just like this well-determined path with like lighting and ramps and handrails. I mean, that's what it would look like in America, right? But we were just kind of like climbing over stones Mm -hmm. and like, oh, now we're going to go over here. And we just like climbed over like this little wall. And I mean, there were stairs and stuff and some grates, but I don't know. It's just, it's very adventurous. Yeah. San Clemente, which we talked about, that's a popular crypt. And so that's more organized, or there's a ticket booth and books all there's about signs telling you what there's you're looking signs, at. Yeah, and there's the walkway, you know, certain path you have to follow, kind of. Uh, but most of the churches are not like that, and they're really just as impressive. I mean, maybe San Clemente is better because the church built on a church built on a house built on all that. But it's just it's cool to be able to go down and explore these crypts and. And this, I've talked about this before in the summer days when it's 100 degrees outside. You can go down here and it's cool and it's dark. And, you know, you just spent like three euro and you got a nice place to relax and maybe play with a bone. <laughs> no, don't play with the bones, people. That's a don't joke. Touch, yes. Yes. <laughs> don't touch the bones. Um, but it is crazy how you just have access to all this stuff. Yeah. And... We didn't even talk about upstairs. It's a beautiful church. It's old. Again, another beautiful ceiling, another beautiful ciborium over the altar, side chapels. Um, this one has like a reliquary chapel. As soon as you walk in, it's usually closed. Um, so they have some relics here that I guess they bring out on special occasions. So it's beautiful church, but it's not one of the more popular ones in Tristevere. That would be Santa Maria and Santa Cecilia. Um, so, and you would walk by this one to get from one to the other. So it's definitely worthy of a stop to pop in and look around. Um, there's a blessed here. Who's that, Joni? 
Blessed Anna Maria Taiji is buried here on the left side under one of the side altars. She was incorrupt when they um, discovered her, you know, when they kind of retombed her here. Um, but there is some wax covering her face and making her look presentable. Um, but Blessed Anna Maria Taiji has a beautiful story. She was born in Siena in the mid um, 18th century, 1760s, and then eventually moved to Rome. And she was a mom of seven. She was a housewife. Her husband loved her because he he actually testified during her beatification process. And you could tell, you know, her husband loved her, but he was kind of a gruff man. So not physically abusive, but just kind of gave her a hard time. And their marriage might not have always been the happiest. And she actually was a mystic and began receiving mystical experiences um, of Christ. And she was, I mean, had this amazing spiritual life, but remained a wife and a mother of seven. And she is a great reminder to us that, you know, spirituality isn't just in monasteries, spiritual greatness just isn't in for priests, but that she found, she continued to live her vocation as a wife and mother, even amidst having these amazing spiritual experiences. I mean, there's accounts of like people coming to her for cures and she, all these miraculous things like miracles and cures and these experiences where she could kind of see the whole world and see the future and see people's pain. And it was almost like she had kind of a sharing in this, like um, the presence of God that he can see all at all times. She, she was incredible, but she also continued to cook dinner for her husband and do her kids laundry. And there's a story that a cardinal came to her for spiritual direction for, you know, a mystical experience and blah, blah, blah. And he, she told him to wait because she was, you know, cleaning the house um, or something <laughs> like that. And so I think she's just a good reminder to us of that holiness is found in everyday tasks. Like Jesus didn't say, you know, I want you to be a great saint. So I'm telling you to leave your husband and kids and go enter a monastery, but that Jesus came to her in her ordinary tasks and she can, she continued to serve him in her ordinary life. So she's just a great reminder to us of the heights of sanctity that can be even reached by um, the ordinary people. But um, she was a third order Trinitarian and the Trinitarians um, run this church. They take care of this church. So she was asked, that was her great desire was to be buried here. So go pray yeah. to her. Yeah. And it's, it, she looks like, you know, like everyone's grandma. I mean, yeah. she just looks so nice and grandma like, and she's, she just looks like a, she's sleeping under the altar. She literally <laughs> looks grandma like fell she asleep. might wake up. It really does look like she might wake up. And but you can go right up. And make us bread. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and see our future and, at the yeah, same yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can go right up to the glass. You can get very close to her because the tomb is, is glass. I mean, it's an altar. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a nice person to visit. When I'm in the neighborhood, I like to stop in and say ciao. Yeah. And like you said, it's right along the path of, you know, if you're walking through Trastevere, chances are you're going to walk by this church. It would also be on our Roman canon, Eucharistic Prayer 1 pilgrimage. That's right. Because yeah, he is mentioned in the canon. Yeah. We need to get on that whenever travel's allowed. So there's another And there's cool- a church of St. Agatha right by it, too. And she would, right? And she would be. Is there? Is she in the canon? Yeah, there's a little church of St. Agatha in Trastevere, right by St. Chrysogonus. The one right across the piazza? Is that St. Agatha? Yeah, towards the Tiber. Oh, okay. That's where they keep the uh, 
the Mary statue that they found in the river. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's a fun tradition too, which we can talk about maybe on that on that day because it's a fun story. But yeah, this church also has a really cool relic. It's they have the arm of Saint James the Great. So if you can't make it to Spain, I was just, just going to say stop that. Stop in here. <laughs> just stop in here. Yeah, they also have the relics of San Crisogono. So under the high altar is, I think, the re- some of the body of San Crisogono, and then also the arm of Saint James. Yep. And some beautiful statues, artwork, chapels. So, like we said, worthy of a visit. Definitely. So, Anything else? Well, good. I think that's it. Tomorrow's a new church for you. It is a new church for me. It's another church with a crypt. It's another church where a lot of people we know lived or stayed or were on house arrest. So, it's a good one. You're going to have to do all the talking. Well, you can talk about the people. You know the people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds right. good. Okay, Thanks, people. Everybody. Thanks for listening. Share, like, um, talk, subscribe, review, tell people about us, all those things. But we're grateful for you listening. So until tomorrow. Ciao, people. Ciao, ciao.